This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Sochet. Episode 189 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by Bluehost. The best web hosting for just $3.95 a month, Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting service by WordPress.org. Every account features one-click WordPress installation. Plus, Bluehost's trained in-house experts are there to help 24-7. Their robust help center includes guides, video tutorials, and more. You can try them and love them or get a refund within 30 days of signing up. Your satisfaction is their top priority and they're confident you'll be pleased with their services. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the Bluehost picture today for more information. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to the week of chat. That's right, support chat. Now you might be thinking, wait a second, this is the socially supportive podcast, so shouldn't we just be talking about social media customer care? I don't think so. I have thought for quite some time, and many of my colleagues and you might also agree with me that digital customer support is all sort of coming together. And really, I think that messenger customer chat has paved the way for that to be the case. Because when people have their phones, now they can do anything that they want to do with their thumbs. Or if they're at a keyboard, they can do anything that they want to do with their fingers. So if I'm already on Facebook, and I go, "Ooh, I forgot that I need to reach out and ask a question to this retailer that I'm doing business with, then what I can do is just go right to their Facebook page, and I can message them there. And I can choose to do a private message, I can choose to put a message on their Facebook wall, however I want to do it. Or I can reach out to them on Twitter if I'm already on Twitter. Or I can go to their website and I can use their support chat that's there. It's all coming together where digital channels are all digital channels. The difference would really be what is inherently private and what is inherently public. So Support chat is something very important for us to talk about, and I'll give you another reason. Support chat can be very cost-effective. When you are running customer support chat, depending on whether you're onshore or offshore, in-house or outsourced, there can be a ton of cost savings for your organization. It may even be cheaper than your social media customer care. So I would say that support chat is a very important ingredient in your overall digital strategy recipe. You've got community, which is very low cost and very brand sticky. You've got chat, which could be messenger customer chat that Facebook offers, some different messenger instance that you might be using, or you can have traditional customer support chat that you're offering. And then you've also got your social media channels, your SMS channels, should I go on? The point is that if you can type it with your fingers or your thumbs, then it's all considered some sort of digital customer care. So that's why we need to talk about customer support chat today. Also, 
I was talking with a very dear colleague of mine the other day, and she was talking about customer support chat as she's taking this over in her role. And I was pointing her out to all these different episodes that she should look at that we've talked about customer support chat and giving her some feedback. And then I emailed her this morning and I said, hey, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and do a whole week of customer support chat because if you need it, I'm sure other people do too. So grab your cup of coffee, grab your mug, and get ready to sit back and listen to what's happening with customer support chat. But before we do that, I do want to make a few announcements for you. I have just returned from C3, which is Clara Bridge's customer conference, hence C3. Now, Clara Bridge offers CX Social, which is one of the customer social media customer care tools that I've talked to you about before. It's fantastic. The tech is great. So there's a lot that I'm going to bring you pretty soon about what I heard at the conference, what's happening, these different things. So stay tuned for that. But this week, just for my colleague, we are rolling customer support chat. The other thing that I want to remind you of is that I will be at the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit West June 6th and 7th, which is in sunny San Diego this year. What? Yes, they're going to continue to do their East Coast in the fall that they've traditionally done, but brand new this year, Customer Service Summit from Insight Group is coming to the West Coast. You have got to attend this. I just was on the phone this morning talking about the panels that I'll be moderating, and there are some fantastic guests. I can't wait to talk to some of these folks about what they're doing with their digital and social customer care programs. It's going to be fantastic. You do not want to miss this. And I'll do a pregame and I'll do a postgame for you on the Customer Service Summit. Don't worry about that. Anyway, for right now, just sit tight, sit back, relax, and listen to all of this week about support chat. It's very important to your digital program. Today's inspiration comes to us from Charles Dickens, who said, No one is useless in this world who lightens the burdens of another. And our book of the day by Micah Solomon is titled High Tech, High Touch Customer Service. So what are we talking about today? Well, I have been thinking a lot about chat lately, support chat, primarily because I've just affiliated with this company called Provide Support. Who are they? They are a chat platform provider that is a native operator console for Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. They have round-the-clock customer support, and you can transfer files up to 100 megs over chat and they've also got co-browser to follow and proactively navigate your visitors. Feel free to check them out at sociallysupportive.com slash provide support. They have a wide range of different price points. So if you're a very small organization or if you're a larger organization, they can help meet your needs to be able to provide support to your customers over chat. So check them out at sociallysupportive.com slash provide support if you're interested in that. Now. They also have great articles and best practices, etc. So when you click that link, you can go and check out all the different articles and things that they've got available to their customers. You don't even have to be a customer. They're just available to the public. And one of the articles that I found when I was researching them was this one that we're going to talk about today. This episode was informed by their blog post titled Best Practice for Proactive Chat to engage or not to engage, which was written by Maria Labed 
back in 2013. Don't let the 2013 date scare you because all of this is evergreen material that we're going to talk about today. So what does the article say? Well, we're talking about proactive chat. And when we talk about proactive chat, here's the scenario that we're talking about. When you're on a website and you're fishing around, in our world, we're talking about customer support over chat. So maybe this is National Chewing Gum Company, and you are trying to figure out how to buy cases of chewing gum for your convenience store. And you are going on the website, and you're trying to find what you need, but you're not really sure. So your behavior is that you're going back and forth from different pages. If you get a box that pops up and asks you if you need some help or if you would like to chat with someone, this is proactive chat. This is what we're talking about when we say proactive. Reactive would be if there's just a button that says chat agents are available and then the customer goes and clicks it. That's going to be obviously your reactive chat. We're talking about proactive chat. And specifically, we're talking about, firstly, mass engagement versus targeted. So mass engagement is when you are proactively reaching out to chat with everybody, every person who comes to your website, regardless of what actions they're performing or what clicks they're making, you're just popping up a window to them and asking them if they want to chat and if you can help them with something. This is different from what we refer to as targeted chat, which you send invitations only to customers who exhibit certain behaviors, like the one I said before, where the customer is going from one page to another page, kind of going in circles, and it looks like they're looking for something. That would be one scenario where you would do this targeted chat. Or if a customer maybe spends a long time on one page, if there's an action that you're supposed to be taking, like paying a bill, or if you're supposed to be making a selection of something, and the customer's there for a very long time, this gives you an opportunity to pop up this proactive for the customer and ask if they need assistance with something. Another thing that can happen is that if customers put something in their shopping cart, but then they fail to complete the transaction for whatever reason, that's kind of more geared towards sales chat where you're trying to make a sale to somebody and you want to save the sale. But some of you in your customer support operations may be doing some sales support where you're providing customer support in a more sales capacity. So that could still be very relevant to what you're working on. Now, which type of proactive chat you choose to do is going to have a lot to do with what your goals are for your chat program. For a customer support type of situation, it seems that you're going to want to lean towards targeted invitations where customers appear to be stuck, they appear to be lost, they appear to be a little bit confused. And the reason that you're offering this proactive chat is because you want to catch people before they abandon your website and try to make a telephone call. The reason for this is because the customer went online because they preferred to be there. They preferred to be able to find the assistance that they needed online. So being able to support them in a chat perspective, they're already there. And you want to make things as frictionless as you possibly can. For millennials, for all your other customer base, you want this to be pretty seamless. If a customer has to break off and go find the phone and dial your number and then go through the IVR. This is a break in the experience they were trying to have online. So 
if you're doing these targeted invitations, you're not irritating your customer base by annoying pop-ups getting in their face while they're trying to search for something. You're sort of waiting to see, does it feel like they need me for something? Does it feel like they're trying to find something and they're having a hard time? Those are the things that you want to hone in on with targeted invitations for customer support chat. So what are the three most important targeting criteria? I'm so glad you asked that because this article provides a very great three most important targeting criteria. Maria did a great job on this. The first one is time. The second one is location. And the third one is navigation history. So you want to measure how long has the customer been in the location that they have been and what is that location? And then you also want to be able to know where did they come from? So if we roll back to our initial scenario where somebody's trying to buy cases of chewing gum on the website, maybe they first gone to the sales page. Maybe then they went to the FAQ section. Maybe then they went back to the sales page. You're watching their behavior and you're looking to see where it is that they got stuck. And at that place that they got stuck when they've been there for whatever amount of time makes sense for your company, you want to pop up that invitation to ask them if they need some assistance. Now, what are the opportunities for proactive chat? Some of them we've already talked about, but here are a couple of more. Triggered error messages. When a customer continues to do something on your website and it's popping these error messages, if you've got visibility to that, this could be a great point in time for you to pop up that proactive chat window and say, hey, it looks like you're having some difficulty. Is there anything we can help you with? Or whatever you've got for your messaging in there to let the customer know that you are there to help. Another one that we already talked about is abandoned shopping carts. Here's a new one low performing pages. So this is when you can go online and see places where people exit your website, you'll want to get your website statistics from whoever's running your web there at your company, you want to know on your website, where is it that people leave your website? Have they gotten frustrated and given up? Do these pages not work well for them? Are they not finding the information that they need? Also, if you want to do some sort of volume of chat, if you're trying to chat with more of your customers, it's a good idea to target high traffic pages. So maybe people are making payments on your website. Maybe this payments page is a great place for you to have a proactive pop-up. So if someone's having difficulty making a payment, wouldn't that be a great place to put proactive chat? Because you don't want them to leave and say, never mind, I'll just make the payment later. Better to have them go ahead and make the payment now, right? So that would be a great place for you to have a proactive chat that pops up. I'm going to put a caveat in here that Maria doesn't talk about in her article. And I'm going to say this proactive chat in a customer support perspective depends on something pretty big, which is making sure that you have enough resources to provide proactive support. If you don't have enough people on staff and you're only staff to handle the reactive requests for chat that come in from your customers, then you're really never going to have available agents to reach out and do any sort of proactive requests to chat. 
So if you're really wanting to, maybe you're going to pilot. Pilots are a great way to get this stuff out and see how it does for your company. But if you want to get out and understand whether this is something that makes sense for your company, you're probably going to have to add in additional staffing over and above whatever lean staffing that you have going on for your current reactive support chat program. Now, let's get down to the four things that Maria says we should avoid with proactive chat. Number one of four to avoid with proactive chat is targeting users too quickly. Have you ever been on a website where you just got there, you're looking for some information, and immediately a pop-up comes and asks if you need some help with what you're working on? It's too soon. You want to make sure that you give customers time to be able to support themselves, to serve themselves, and not bother them and interrupt that process. You might be making work for yourself that didn't need to be there because the customer may have been able to solve their own issue, but you're either A, going to annoy them with the pop-up, or B, now they know that you've got support chat and isn't it easier to have your agents just do it for them. So either way, that's not really the way that you want to go with your proactive chat program. The second of four things to avoid with proactive chat She says, inviting customers who already rejected an invite during the same session. Now, from our perspective for support chat, I will say, maybe, I think you need to consider that. Because if you go out and you offer assistance and the customer declines, it's possible that if the customer spends a whole lot more time on that same page, maybe you need to go back and ask them just one more time if they're sure they don't need any assistance from you. That depends entirely on what kind of customer base you have, what kind of products and services, what vertical you're in. You'll have to gauge that for your own business. But I just say maybe on that one. The third of four is not providing an option to opt out of the chat invite. So let's think about this. If a pop-up chat window comes to you and says, do you want to chat with someone? There's an option to say no thanks. What she's saying here is have an option to close that window and make sure that that window goes away so that it's not bothering the customer while they're trying to do what they need to do. Have you ever been on a website where some pop-up is sort of following you around the page and you, you can move it, but it still stays and it won't go away? That's not a very good customer experience. So make sure that there's a way to X out, close out, opt out of that particular chat invite. And the fourth of four things to avoid with proactive chat is generic invitation language. Ooh, this one is pretty detailed. You'll want to see what you can do to make sure that you customize the invitation language so that it matches the activity that the customer is trying to complete at the time. So Those are the four things that Maria says that we should avoid with proactive chat. As usual, there is a lot more in this article that Maria Ledbed wrote for Provide Support's blog post. Again, it's titled Best Practice for Proactive Chat, to Engage or Not to Engage. I drilled down on the section that I thought would be best for this episode, which was four things to avoid with proactive chat, but there is a lot more in the article. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com slash episode 129 so that you can click on the link to the original article and read the original for yourself. Today's episode was brought to you by craftbeerclub.com. 
Good people drink good beer. Get the finest craft beers from America's best microbreweries delivered right to your door. They search out exceptional craft beers from around the country and then deliver the monthly beer club selections direct to you or your gift recipient's door. You can choose an ongoing beer club membership or craft beer club gifts to ship monthly, every other month, or even quarterly. This is a fantastic gift for the craft beer enthusiast in your life. Give 1 to 12 shipments and receive up to 3 bonus gifts and an additional $25 bonus with your order. So, head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the picture for craftbeerclub.com today to learn more. All right, there you have it. One of our episodes in the week of chat. Make sure that you tune in next time so that you can be on the leading edge of strategy and technology for your digital and social customer care program. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.